Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two, part two. We are recording the next episode 30 seconds later from the one you've probably, yep. you hopefully have just listened to. You best have just listened to the entire thing. If you haven't. Baker. Because <laughs> we know you didn't listen to the full episode. If you haven't, listen to this one and then go listen to the next one. Yes. Otherwise, if you go listen to the other one, you might not come back for this one. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yes. So we start with... This one's going to be a lot more focused as, as we said at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Formula um, 2. Formula 2, Macau, and about. F1 Academy possibly as well. Yes. So should we start with the title fight then? The important yes. thing. Because there's something I want to talk about with this. Teo Pocher. Right. So he's in the lead at the moment. But when you look at his stats for the season, one win. Yeah, it's not that impressive, is it? No, one win, ten podiums. Vesti, five wins, eight, eight podiums. podiums. That just speaks to the consistency of Portier, doesn't it, though? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that. The fact you can be... How many points is that? 30-odd points? Yeah. In the lead, when you've only won once. That's that's a very, very strong season. That's a to pretty be consistently good... Just that good across the season. I I feel like whenever he goes into like a a race weekend, I kind of go into it watching it thinking he's gonna get a podium. Yeah, like he'll be able to get one. Yeah, um, you know he's been very very good, but his win came in Bahrain, the yeah. opening race of the season. He's not won since then, and yet he's still there. He's still top of the pile at the front. I think that's pretty good. Because yeah. a lot of people, right, would look at that and think, oh, well, how do you think the Porsche is better than Vesti when Vesti's got five wins? But it's like, The no. consistency speaks more in Formula 2. Yes. You've got, what is it, 22 cars on the grid in mm-hmm. Formula 2. You know, if you can be... Oh, I'm sorry, I just saw a massive <laughs> Is that slide. Logan? Um, no, I think that was Zach. Uh... A lot of drivers sliding in that final... Sorry, if you didn't listen to the uh, <laughs> other episode, we are still currently watching FP1. FP1. We're, we're recording this as Abu Dhabi FP1 is happening. Yeah. So kind of important and relevant at the same time because you've got a lot of the junior drivers in do there at the moment. Um, do you know what's really bad is that I don't tend to watch FP1 and FP2 because I'll always be doing something like we've always got Electron or something like that. But if the rookies of or yeah. like if Formula 2 drivers are driving in it, then I'm there. I yeah, have to watch it. Uh, you've said before, I think you said it outside the podcast, you prefer watching Formula 2, don't you? Yeah, 100%. I think you might have said it last week during the first episode. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's quite good, isn't it, Watching, seeing how these rookies are going to get on. Um, mm-hmm. It's always quite good to watch. I do quite enjoy it. Um, it's, always some, good insight. it's always something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. And it kind of tells you where they're at at the moment. Um, obviously it's not the full story they're not going to be pushing it's FP1 unrepresentative conditions for the rest of the weekend but you get that kind of idea of where they are at with some of the drivers like just looking now Bottas and Porsche in the Alfa Romeo um, is that three temps two temps yeah okay Bottas has just put it second but as, as we're saying that <laughs> yeah it's just typical isn't it um, yeah. but no Porsche is actually not that far off it's now uh, six no. temps kind of um, Zach O'Sullivan on ooh. the outlap boop, boop, boop. on the outlap <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to the title fight anyway we've got a little bit sidetracked there yeah um, so 
mathematically, we've got Portier, Vesti, and Awasa. Mm-hmm. Awasa went into the weekend, got asked to do the photo shoot for it, and said, why am I here? He didn't even know he was still mathematically in contention. Oh, and he was like, him. oh, at least I'm mathematically still in ten- contention. Thanks for giving me a chance. Because <laughs> apparently, uh, he said something along those lines, and it's, you know, I... He's had a good season though, hasn't he? He's It's all right. It's not bad. But I feel like people are more in contention for his third place than he is for mm. the title. Yeah. Um, he's quite far off, really. You can't see him winning it. And he oh, said, no. That's he said him, the top three are going to probably stay yeah. the same. He said himself, like, it would need Porsche and Vesti to basically DNF both races and he'd have to win both to kind of That's win it. Pretty impossible. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, mathematically, he's there. Three wins, six podiums across the season. Um, mm-hmm. But this is an interesting stat. Iwasa has the best historic record around Yas Marina out of those three drivers. Aye. It was on pole last uh, year for a dam's front row lockout. Okay. The only one of those contenders that was stood on the podium in Yas Marina in any, um, in any category. So, technically, he's got the form around here. <laughs> Come on, Iwasa. Yeah, you can't really look past Dale Porcher, can you? Mm-mm, no, that's but he's got it in the bag. Even basically, Frederick Vesti, he's second. He's still the outside chance for it, isn't he? Had Vesti not had that unfortunate accident in Monza, mm. then I probably would have wouldn't be so set on Porsche. But it's pretty hard to think like not to think that Porsche is going to win it, basically, unless yeah. something really goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then if we look at the constructors now for Formula Two, ART in the lead, um, two wins, eighteen podiums. Again, their only other win, the Porcher's got one, and uh, Victor Martins, there we go. So yeah, two wins, 332 points. Primer, mm-hmm. nine wins, 13 podiums, 296 points. ART have been so consistent this year. It's ins- that's why I'm really glad that Zachary Sullivan's going to ART. I love Primer. Yeah, we, we are... If you didn't listen to the last one, in both episodes so far, we've just big picked up Zachary yeah. Sullivan. We're yeah. like, yes, yeah. Um, so you know, we are quite big Zachary Sullivans now. Yeah, courtesy of me. Um, and he's he's, me. he's joining ART next year, so he'll be replacing Taylor Pusher actually. Yeah. Um, this will be Taylor Pusher's last ever season in uh, Formula Two, mm-hmm. so hopefully he can go out with a bang and actually win the title. That would be a nice way for him to go out, I think. But yeah, yeah. It'll be good, won't it? Um, yeah, I'm excited. You can see it all being wrapped up by the sprint, though. Yeah, I. it's going to be like more of a, a chill chill vibe. There's not as much as they're fighting for. I remember mm. um, Abu Dhabi last year, because even though um, Felipe Drogovic had already won, um, I remember there was still a bit going on because there was like Logan super license points and all yes. of that malarkey. And so it's kind of a similar vibe like I feel like we already know what the what who the, the winners really yeah, going to be yeah we know who the title's going to be P2 I don't think Iwasa will catch Vesti I think the top three will stay the same yeah but then behind them for the the fight for P4 is quite good at the moment mm-hmm. Jack Durin 138 Victor Martins 131 Oliver Behrman 130 yeah you could see that could change any of them getting P4 oh yeah for sure I think for me, it does still lean more towards Doohan, mm-hmm. but I could see Behrman easily beating Martins. Yeah, I hope he does. Yeah. I mean, what did you say just before we started recording, Holly? Uh, <laughs> I said that I 
I'm not a huge fan of Victor Martins, and I don't know what it is. I'm not. I don't. I don't ever really dislike a driver, and I'm. I'm never like, oh, I hate this driver. It's just I'm not. It's more of I'm not the biggest fan of them. Mm. They're not my cup of tea. Victor Martins is not my cup of tea. I just yeah. think he's a good driver and he's talented, but I think he'll throw other. Uh, I, it's hard because I know what that's like. Like that is racing, but sometimes I feel like he will mess up other people's races. Yeah, and then it will mess up his own, and then the whole situation is like. Well, what was that for? Because I remember, yeah. I cannot remember which race it was. I think it was in Monza. Um, he was like fighting Oli Behrman or something like that. Or some, he was fighting somebody. And I remember he pushed them off and then kind of ended up going off himself. And I was like, oh, well, that was completely pointless because now you've messed up someone's race and you've messed up your own. And so I just think sometimes he's, an, I don't know. He's, he's a very aggressive driver. Yeah, he's been a bit inconsistent this season, really, hasn't he, as well? Had an yeah. awful start to the campaign, if you look at it. Six points in the uh, Bahrain sprint, nothing in the feature race. Nine points in the sprint in Jeddah, two points in the feature race. Yeah. Didn't score for two rounds in Melbourne and Baku. Mm-hmm. Came to Monaco, seven points across the weekend. Barcelona picked up a little bit, um, got a P3 there in the feature. Yeah. Dropped off again at Spielberg. Um, two points in the sprint then at Silverstone but won the feature okay um, won the feature in that pole as well possibly uh, I would assume get, so because yeah. it's 28 and 25 add two and then no <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, a P3 again in Budapest in the feature and then P 10 points in the um, 15 across the whole weekend in Spa, but then since Spa has picked up 11 points, it's 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 one of those seasons where you'd have expected him to do better. Yeah, I think a lot of people went into the season with him as one of the title contenders. Yeah, because he won the Formula Three title, so it was yeah. kind of. I thought it could have been a bit more of a Oscar Piastri type mm. thing. He's won the F3 championship, going straight into Formula Two, could win it again, but. I don't know. Those, his driving's great. He's a really good driver, and you can't fault his driving. Mm. I just think sometimes his decisions during races don't. Yeah, it's kind of up. still that raw, that kind of rawness to his driving still, isn't it? He's oh, yeah. not learned properly yet. But hasn't refined. It yeah, as much. it's part of the Alpine Academy. He'll learn quite quickly. Oh though, yeah, I think. that's like, a good academy to be a part I th- of. I think the Alpines one because obviously they've not got that many. Whereas Red Bull, they've got that many. You might not get noticed. Oh yeah, you will get noticed by the top guys if you start performing well. Yeah. So, you know he'll he'll get his chances. He'll do FP one maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Him and Doom will probably split it up between them. Um, but then the other one in that fight for P four is Oliver Behrman. We spoke yeah. about Jack Doohan in the last episode, so go listen to that. Yeah. He's currently doing FP one. Um, so Oliver Behrman, I know we spoke about him last oh, week. Oh, he's last. Yeah, um, FP one at the uh, moment. Yeah, FP one at the moment. <laughs> But he's only a tenth off K Mag. So that's, okay, not, that, bad, not, that's bad. not bad. An experienced driver like K Mag. Sorry, Ollie. And, um you know, um to come in in your first season in Formula Two and be P six in that fight for P four, it'd still be that close. He's got two wins now. Mm-hmm. One in Barcelona and he won in Monza. So he was the informed driver at the moment. Um but then yeah, took him it was his fourth race, the feature in Jeddah that he finally scored a point. But then since then, he's been quite consistent, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. And his, um, oh, Baku. 
Oh, it will forever Baku be well, my yeah. favourite weekend. Just the double win mm. was... That's hard to do, isn't it? I know we said it in the last episode, but not yeah. many drivers will pull off a double win. No. There was... Who was it in Baku last year? Yuri Bips. Ah! Uh, oh, my God. Looking at all of these names yeah, so it was so... Wow. So it was 2021. Okay. And Yuri Bips um, won two out of the three races. Oh, Dan Tictum. Look at all of these names. This is so... Should we just see where some of these names have got? So this is a 2021. We're going a bit off topic here, but this is what, 20... we, this is what we do on the Outlap yeah. the podcast. 2021 Formula 2 driver standings. Oscar Piastri obviously won it. Formula 1 driver now. Robert Schwartzman. Yep. Reserve for Ferrari. Joe Guan Yu. Dan Tickton, P4. <laughs> He's disappeared. He's... Uh, He's gone into the abyss. He's racing in Formula, Formula E. e. Um... He's not done great. He's... I don't really hear much about him anymore, to be no, fair. No, he's still the same as he was kind of in Formula 2. That bit and <laughs> angriness always Hot-headed. likes... headed Yeah, that, that, he likes yep. to come out. Table share. Obviously, probably going to win the title. Yeah. Yuri Vips. Vips. Again, also disappeared into the abyss a bit. I've not really heard much about him. I think he's gone stateside now. Okay. I think he's gone stateside. Deruvla. Should we talk about Deruvla now, as we've just mentioned him? Oh, Yeah. So, Jay Underuvla is... I don't actually know where he currently is in the standings. Not, he's not had a good season, 12. has he? He's 12. So, he's picked himself up... A, uh, he was reserved in Formula E last year. Yeah. Um, or oh, this season, uh, just finished. Mm-hmm. So, he's picked himself up a full-time driver with Maserati next year, um, which could be interesting. Um, so, he's walked away from Formula 2 before the final round of the season to focus on his preparation obviously Formula E starts quite yep. early their pre-seasons only in uh, January I think mm-hmm. and season starts in January as well so I can understand why he's done it but do you think that's smart just walking away from Formula 2 like that? Um, I don't know I feel like for him yeah probably because he's not going to win He's not really going to win anything else. Mm. He probably will never win a title. He's not going to get a drive in Formula 1. So actually, the whole prospect of him being there now is actually quite pointless. Yeah, because he's, he's quite old now. He's, for a Formula 2 driver, he's 27, 28, something like that. Is he that old? I think he is. Should we have a quick look? You're joking. Stat check quickly. 25. 25. I, I stand corrected. Um, that's still fairly old. That's still quite old for Formula 2, It's not as old two, as Roy Nassani, though. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> but yeah, Deruvla like Nisani is one of those that's been there since the start. Yeah, so, I've, I've never watched Formula One, Formula Formula Two, and Formula Three without him being there. Like I've always, yeah. So I feel a bit sad actually. Yeah, because he used to be a Red Bull driver, and you thought maybe he'll get somewhere with it, and then <laughs> he's just dropped off, hasn't he? And he started off yeah. okay, but um, in his Formula Two career, he started off okay, but he has just dropped off, and I can understand why he's done it. To be fair. You want to go into Formula E and try and prove yourself again. I guess. Yeah. I think that's why... Um, that's just why he's done it, isn't he? He needs to prove himself that he can race again. Yeah. And, you know, almost get that confidence back in yourself because being in Formula 2 that long and never really challenging for the title, it's got to do something to you mentally, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I, that's got to be really tough. Mm. Just to kind of sit through it and just never really have any success yeah. is going to be hard. But and, I think... He's making the right choice. Yeah, but then it must be heartbreaking as well. You see Schumacher come in, does two seasons, Formula 1. Oscar, done one season in Formula 2 in, in F1. One of the best drivers in Formula 1 possibly right now. Yeah. 
slight bias, but we'll go oh, with it. Pulcher, no, I... Pulcher's up there challenging for a seat. Sergeant's come through and got that seat. And then you're still stuck there in Formula 2. Like, yeah. He's raced against like most of those yeah. people. He's raced is... against half the grid. He would have raced... I think he would have raced against Russell and Leclerc and Norris when they were in Formula 2, possibly. Possibly. Not sure if he was there for the very first season, but... But he's, he's in the he's raced ages. against Yeah, he's raced against a lot of them, hasn't he? Yeah, and that's got to be tough. Yeah. But he's already done stuff with Formula E before. It, the, the whole move itself just makes sense. Yeah. And if I were him, I'd 100% be walking yeah. away from this last I think he did the young driver race. test a couple of weeks ago. Um, I can't remember how well he did, but you know, it, it's a sensible move for him, I think. Yeah. It, it's, it's what he wants. Um, that's the next step in his career, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then the other one that's kind of... It's not really been confirmed why. Clement Novelac has been almost dropped by Trident and they've brought Paul Aaron in, which makes sense because he's racing for them next year. Yeah. But again, Novelac's not had a terrible season for for where he's been. I mean, Mm. it took until that Baku for his first points. And then there's just won the feature in Zambort, which was a bit of a crazy race. Yeah. And they're the only points that he's picked up, but he's always consistently been on the edge of points, I think. And Yeah, he's he's never been that much of an impressive mm. driver. I've never really thought I've never yeah. watched him and thought, yeah, Fair he's be- gonna be good in the next few years. Trident have always been a good team in Formula Three, but then they've always kind of in struggled two. in Formula Two, haven't they? Which is a bit yeah. odd. But um it's a tough one on him, I think, but it makes sense for Trident as a team to be putting Paul Aaron in and get him that Formula One experience, uh, Formula <laughs> Two experience. He's going straight, straight to Formula One, apparently. Um, it makes sense for him, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, he's just finished third in Formula um, Three behind Zach O'Sullivan and mm-hmm. Gabriel Bortoletto. Um, so yeah, he, he said himself. I listened to him something that he said um, yesterday during the media day, and he said like, "Oh, it makes sense for me as well because." Before my first full season, I can learn the car, and then yep. he's doing the postseason test as well. So um, good experience. With Trident. So it's getting him that experience in the car before they go racing, and almost give himself a chance to kind of fight for it maybe next year. Yeah. I don't think I can see him fighting for a title. Um, no, definitely not. But I think for Paul Aaron, for his first season in Formula Two, and doing it with Trident to be considered for anything. He needs to get top 10 in the championship next year. Yep, definitely. I think that's kind of... I think he can do it. If you finish lower than P10 in the standings in Formula 2... It's nothing for you, really. You're not really making it anywhere, are you? No. Um, Which is possibly quite tough to say on some of these drivers. Like, um, I mean, Cushmine's just joined the Alpine Academy. Um, I had to make sure we're still on this season. Um, Deruvela has obviously just left. Crawford... Um, Hajar, Leclerc, Boshong, uh, Clement Novelak, uh, Stanek, Juan Manuel Correa, Cordillo, Nisani, Benedivis, Josh Mason, and then Paul Aaron and Franco Colapinto haven't obviously raced yet, but yeah. the only one out of those in the bottom below 10th that you could see maybe that should you could say could have done better, should have done better this season at Hajar and Leclerc, really. Yeah. Oh, um, Leclerc. He's dropped off. And like, ah. Ralph Boshong started the season brilliantly, didn't he? And I... then dropped off. What do you think about Boshong? Because he's one that's been there for a while again. I can see your face right now. You're not. Mm, I'm not a huge fan. Mm. I, 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 
I always just think, uh, for me personally, I feel like max three years in Formula Two, and then you leave it after yeah. that. You don't need. To, it's the same with Roy Nassani as well. Um, has been in quite a while and is quite old now. Um, well, I just, I kind of. Roy Nassani's been in since the start of the season, and, has and he's nothing. not scored a point. Um, yeah. And if he gets a drive next year, oof, I will be fuming. I don't think he is. He can't. I was surprised um, he got a drive for this year and the year before. I think I might be corrected. Let me just check my notes from last week. Um, I don't think PHM have confirmed their lineup. Um, no. They've got Josh Dirksen, um, who will then probably race alongside Josh Mason. So that's pretty much their lineup confirmed. Yeah. To, I think we spoke about this last week, didn't we, about PHM? They're questionable choices of drivers, we'll say. We don't want to say anything too controversial. No. We don't want to get cancelled like three episodes in. (laughs) On the outlap, (laughs) cancelled. When you look at the drivers that they've had, they've had Roy Nassani, Josh Mason, and now they're bringing in Dirksen. Yeah. But what? It doesn't make sense. That that pretty much sums it up. Perfect. Thank you for summing (laughs) that up. Um, And then. Yeah, it just makes sense for Paul Aaron, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, anything else to talk about? Possibly Formula Two. No. All I I, all I'll much. say is right is that I'm so glad that Paul Aaron's like making it in the junior series because I remember when I first started watching Formula Two, mm. I was a big. I used to binge watch all of the like Premier videos, like all of the old ones, and I remember <laughs> watching them back from like 20 like 18, 2019, 2017 mm. when he was like. So young, and he was like an absolute. Like, he, he still was, looks he was proper a baby face, doesn't he? Oh, he, he does. Looks yeah, so he young. looks really young. Um, um, but he's like, I love. He's just kind of gone up. Like, I yeah. feel like no one really knows your name until you make it into Formula Three. Like, even if you're in like Formula Regional or like Italian F4, you're kind of there, yeah. but no one really kind of talks about you that much yeah. until you've made it into and, like, here in Formula Three as well. Unless you're either consistently good or yeah. consistently bad. Nobody knows you. If you're in that middle pack in Formula 3, mm-hmm. you can't really name anyone. No. I literally um, couldn't name you like some no. of the drivers the in F3. The only one that I really know is kind of like middle of the pack is Sophia, Sophia Flourish. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, first female driver to score points in Formula 3. She, she did it. Got disqualified from the race, had those points taken away, yep. and then did it the race later, the Yay. next race. So, which is a positive for Formula Three, I think. Yep. Um, hopefully, we'll see more female drivers. I think we'll get onto that more with F1 Academy in a little bit. Yeah, so we're actually getting through this quite quickly. Um, next thing, la- last, last thing I think on Formula Three, Enzo Fittipaldi um, confirmed again as a Red Bull driver for next year. That was sh- we mentioned last week, saying, "Oh, I don't think he's going to yeah. get like another drive um, there." I thought he'd. I don't want to say this, I really like Enzo, but I thought he was number one to be dropped. Uh, yeah, the Academy, him, him and, and Crawford, probably. Jack Crawford, yeah. Um, but they've stuck with him. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, seventh is not bad for your first proper full season. He missed a couple of races last yeah. year, I think, because he, he had that horrible crash in Jeddah, didn't he? And broke both his legs. Oh, yes. Um, but he's had a good season. Um, couple of podiums. You know, it's it's a solid season, isn't it? That's kind of where you want to be if you want to be considered for the title the next season. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, let's move on to one of the biggest races in junior racing, I think. Macau Grand Prix, obviously. Luke Browning won from Dennis Halger to Gabrielle Mini. Um, 
I think you're probably the one to talk about this, aren't you? Well, um, I'm not Luke, like... Luke Browning. Should we start with him then? Yeah. I'm not a huge... I don't really know much about his career. I made notes on it, but then the notes are actually like pretty pointless. <laughs> but all I will say you is... You just ran to go and get your notes and now you just said they're And pointless. I'm really out of breath and I feel like I'm like, <laughs> like breathing into the microphone. It's like... No, okay. So basically, um, yeah, Luke Browning. I, again, I'm a big fan of Luke Browning because he's quite kind of similar situation to Zach O'Sullivan British driver kind of backed by a British team um I just I think he's kind of risen to fame risen to fame like he's got co- known quite quickly hasn't he for yeah, a junior he's driver growing really quickly obviously I think as soon as he um won the I was wondering yeah BRDC what I was looking, yeah BRDC so he it was won the Aston that. Martin um, yeah, so they, he won that, obviously, against people like Ollie Behrman. Um, and I remember at the time I wanted Ollie Behrman to get it, but actually, looking back on it now, it, it made sense. It, uh, he's the t- he's exactly the type of person you'd want to get that kind of opportunity. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, season in Formula 3 was... like to be, cause For his first season as well, bearing in mind. I think it was his first season, wasn't it? In what? Formula 3. Yeah, because he did GB3 last year and won the championship. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of moved up to full-time Formula 3. 15th. In the standings, like pretty much in the middle, was pretty average and kind of exactly where you'd want to be for your yeah. first season. I think coming from, I think his best result there was a P four in a feature. No, uh, he came second in one of the races. So second in a sprint, um, best result in a sprint for him was obviously that P two then in Barcelona. Yeah, best result in a feature is a P four. Um, that's not a bad season. Um, no, that's that's quite a good season actually for your. For your first season in Formula 3, that's exactly yeah. where you want to be. He'll be going for the title next year, definitely. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. I hope... And I think he'll be up there for the title next year. I think when you've done one season in Formula 3, it's a lot easier for you to perform well in the second mm. season. Um, Not many drivers are going to come in and just win it in their first season, are they, in Formula 3? No, it's quite hard to come into Formula 3 as a rookie mm. and do well because you're coming from um, series that are slightly different. Like yeah, I actually... I've... I actually think coming from GB3 rather than F4 is harder because mm. the cars are like slightly different. Yeah, I've heard drivers say before that um, the step up to F3 is actually quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, which then, when you see like Kimi Antonoli coming, just skipping Formula 3. Like, that just makes no ones, sense to me. They obviously say, oh yeah, it's such a tough series and stuff, and then we'll skip Formula 3. Yeah. It makes you question it, but back to the Macau Grand Prix then. So we obviously won... Yeah. He pretty much controlled the race, didn't he? Well, I just I think when you look at the driver lineup for that whole like GP, not someone you would have expected to have won it. No, um, and he's never raced there before. It's a completely unknown track to him. So yeah, he's done really well there, hasn't he? Like Dennis Helge is kind of established in Formula Two now. Gabriel Mini, he raced alongside Browning in Formula Three. Yeah, Paul Aaron as well. Um, Big crash for him, wasn't it? Yep. Um, that was scary. Yeah, when you see the car just sliding into frame and then in flames, yep. back end on a different part of the track. Um, this is the question I wanted to ask you. Is Macau safe to race on? No. <laughs> Probably not. Like, if you're... It's a great race, don't get me wrong. Like, the track is great, but you've heard drivers talk so many times about how narrow mm. um, the circuit is, and there's, like, kind of no room for error, especially when... I mean, obviously, props to Browning for winning it, but if you're putting someone who's never driven on that circuit before on that circuit in that race, it's kind of like you're asking for trouble. Like, mm. you, 
especially when they're not that experienced. Like Browning's literally, he's just come from GB3, done F3. He's not a Formula 2 driver or anything who's raced at Macau before because obviously they used to do um, like Macau quite a lot. Yeah, it's kind of just almost this. It's part of another championship, isn't it? But it almost appears as like a one-off race. Nobody else knows any of the yeah. races in that series, but everyone knows the Macau Grand Prix. If you're like like us and into the junior series. Yeah, it's quite famous. Um, personally, I think if it was proposed now to the FIA, like with Monaco, it would not be approved. No. Um, so I think we will slowly see it disappear. Which is a shame. and It is a great track, but I just don't think yeah. it's like... I mean, it really safe. shows you, doesn't it, who the talents are. Yeah, that is a track because, that will put your yeah, that, pe- people to test. Yeah, because um, we saw five or six retirees. Just a lot of it was from people trying to go down the inside and just locking up and hitting the barrier. Yeah. And the race even finished under a safety car. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't the best Macau Grand Prix ever. Um, but No. But, I think you've got to give it to Luke Brown and haven't you? Yeah, that was pretty impressive. And I think it just kind of shows his talent. Like, I think, you know how you know how no one really knew who Ollie Behrman was and then everyone just was like, oh my God, Ollie Behrman. Like, I yeah. think it's going to be a similar situation with yeah. Browning. Yeah, I can see that as well. And being part of the Williams Academy, he'll get a lot of media attention, I think, yeah. as well. Um, like you said, British, British team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get noticed, aren't you? It will. It will be between him and Zach in the future for a for a Williams seat. And I wouldn't. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I saw them racing there at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, should we go to a quick chat about F1 Academy then before we wrap up? Yes. I've we've got no notes on it, so we're going to wing this. Wing it. Um, Marta Gossi obviously won the title this year. Yeah. Um, secured herself a Frecker. fully funded Frecker Drive. Frecker Drive. That that's. That's so positive, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly the kind of like outcome you'd want from doing something like Formula One Academy. Um, yeah, I mean, she was pretty on form for the entire season, um, basically. was kind of... I think when you kind of had those drivers lined up um, before the season and you looked at the lineup, she was the one person that I looked at and thought, yeah, you're, you're going to do well this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of just... She just kind of ran away with it a bit and... Because it was it wasn't televised at all this year, apart from the last yeah, race. Yeah, which isn't great, is it? Cheeky follow. Ben's <laughs> just pulled it up on Twitter, and before looking at what we were going to do, he's just hit the follow button. Uh, I thought I was following. I can't You've lie. got a new um, fan. Yes. So, been a couple of announcements, hasn't there? So, Tiana Hulsman. I might be completely butchering that pronunciation. I've never heard of her. No. <clears throat> um, assigned with Aston Martin and will represent them on the grid next year, racing with Prima. So obviously the new rule oh. is um, each of the Formula 1 teams must be represented on the grid. So the ones we've got confirmed now are McLaren with Bianca Basante. Yeah. Is that her name? I think, um, yeah. Leah Block with Williams and now mm-hmm. Tiana with Aston Martin. And I think the positive thing for Tiana there is Jess Hawkins in that team. Yeah, um, she's exactly been what you want. announced as um, head of their F1 Academy development at mm-hmm. Aston Martin, alongside a role as uh, driver ambassador. So that's a positive one, isn't it, for her? Um, obviously, Jess Hawkins was the first woman to drive a modern Formula One car for five years um, during a private test at yep. Silverstone. So that's a good one for her. Um, and then Leah Block as well, bit bit of an unknown name. Again, someone that um, isn't really talked about yeah, a lot. But 
We did fine the other day. I don't know if you remember. She raced in Extreme E this season. Yeah, that's what we found when we um, were sort of looking her up afterwards. Yeah, so I think some Extreme E is something we want to talk about a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got something kind of in the works for that. Yeah. Um, so that that will be another thing because that's quite a cool series actually when you think about it. Um, but we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. So yeah, Leo Block will run the Williams livery uh, racing for ART. Um, and then we've got um, Bianca as well. Uh, will race with the McLaren livery. No, nope, switching to race with ART. Hey! She raced with Prima this year. Um, she got two wins and two podiums. Um, and then we'll switch to ART and represent McLaren. Um, she's good, she is. I remember watching her in W Series. She It was like her first season. She must have been yeah. 16, 17 when she stepped into W Series. So she's 18 now. Um, she'll be all right. She's, yeah. um, she's a good driver. Um, I think she'll do pretty well. Yeah, she'll season. be up there challenging for the title, I think. Um, yeah. Obviously, when you're... It's going to be following the Formula One calendar next year, isn't it? They're mm-hmm. going to be following um, F1. All the races will be televised, um, which is much, much better for... Um, I actually could believe that. Yeah. So, yeah, this year... So, they raced at Spielberg, Valencia, Barcelona, Zambor, Monza, Le Casale and Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at, like, Garcia just, like, on the podium in every single weekend. Yeah, she's... She's been unbelievable, hasn't she? Um, Not Barcelona. It'll be a um, good season, I think. Um, Yeah, definitely something I want to kind of watch a bit more of. Now that it's televised, I'll actually be able to keep on top of it. Yeah. That was Um, ridiculous. It was. Um, So let's have a look at their 2024 calendar then. So they'll be racing in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one if you think about all the context behind that that's a good that's, one for them to race at yeah um, but lots I, of, I think lots that. of people will kind of be like oh I'm not too sure but it, n- no I think you need to kind of go in there and yeah definitely and then they'll be at Miami as well still unsure about I think we're both still unsure weird about one Miami to chuck in there but yeah. I would say go for Cota over Miami mm. if you're going to go for an American race yeah. but whatever Spain makes sense yeah. it's kind of the track that everyone tests at really isn't it yeah um, Netherlands, that's a good track, I think. It's a good challenge for them. Mm-hmm. Singapore, that will be a huge one. That will That's gonna be that that one, Singapore, will make it clear who the top drivers are in that series. Yeah. If you can kind of perform well in Singapore, yeah. you are you're a pretty good driver. Yeah. And then Qatar and Abu Dhabi to finish yep. off the season. That's you know, it's, it's a good calendar, I think. It's a good yeah. mix of tracks. I mean, you'd possibly like to see them maybe racing at Silverstone. I'm quite surprised that one isn't on there. So, yeah, then they'll be following the Formula One season. So, uh, I'll just read out the quote that Susie Wolf, obviously the managing director of Formula One Academy, said. She said, I'm delighted to announce our seven season uh, calendar for 2024. This calendar cements our ambition to become a truly global series, expanding our reach and visibility for our mission. We want to inspire young girls and women across the globe and show them that there's a place um, for them in our sport and racing alongside Formula One will help us achieve this. So that, yeah. that's a big thing. And when you've got all the teams um, represented, that will bring in more fans because they'll be like, oh, there's a Williams driver or there's a Mercedes driver, there's a Red Bull driver. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see who some of them sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Alpine's already confirmed with Abby Pulling. Um, <laughs> Sorry. 
Don't give me that look. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, we met Abby Pulley like a few yeah. weeks ago and it was just, it was... Awkward. It was really awkward. She wasn't awkward at no, all. No, it was no, us. Not, we not made her. it really yeah, we, awkward. Well, me. But <laughs> we'll move past that. Anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, and then Stefano Domenichelli has obviously said, oh yeah, it's fantastic. So... Um, standard. It, yeah. Pretty standard quote. Looks like it's been written for him. Um, yep. I'm not the biggest fan of Domenico Kelly, but I think we'll save that for another episode during the off season. Yep. Oh, um, there's so, there's so many episodes, so many uh, things to talk about. Yeah, we've we've got a lot planned up for this podcast. Yeah. Haven't we? I think that's kind of it. Um, do you have a quick look? See how FP1 quickly finished. Oh, we're in an ad break apparently. Yeah. No, we're at live DP World Golf Tour. Oh, lovely. Is it, oh, it's because I'm on main event. It's because you're on main event. We got F2 qualifying in a little bit actually. <gasps> We'll have to watch it while we're editing. Oh, 11 o'clock. That, that actually starts in a couple of minutes. So we'll get that prepared. So think about that. For those drivers that have just done FP1, they've got to quickly get out the car. That's finished, what, 20 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. They've got to jump out of Formula 1 car, get straight back to their Formula 2, two teams car. and go and qualify. And that is such a big adjustment. Yeah. Because, who was it? Someone that did FP1 in Abu Dhabi last year. Um, Who's in the title fight last year? Oh. Drogovic, Lawson. Law- didn't Lawson like crash, or is that my imagination? I think that's your imagination. I don't. Sorry. Sorry. I know Logan um, spun out. It was Logan. It Logan. was Logan because he did FP1 with Williams to get him more super license points. Yep. Um, and then came into it the immense pressure on his back, uh, and I heard Alex Jake saying on commentary earlier. Um, he then said he couldn't remember his breaking points. Yeah. Because he did F2 practice, jumped in a Formula 1 car, had to adjust to that, and then just jumped 20 minutes later back into a Formula 2 car. Massive, massive difference. And he said he couldn't remember his broken points for quality. Yeah. Um, I think he still did all right, though, and obviously got his super license points in yeah. the end. But This is this is huge for Vesti mm. and Porsche. Like, this is a lot. And if yeah. they can't make that adjustment... Oh. So, George Russell, fastest. That's a good one. Go, George. Felipe Drogovic. P2. Wow. Well done, mate. Uh, 26 laps and finished just three temps off George. That's mm-hmm. that's impressive, that is. Obviously, can't see what tyres have used to anything here. No. Um, then we've got Robert Schwartzman's the next one in eighth. That's where you'd expect a Ferrari to be. So that's a good showing there by him. Fred Vesti, P12. is an improvement from Mexico, isn't it? Yeah, and that's big. Jack Doohan, Paul Cher, Pato Award. Jake Dennis, that's not bad. For your no. first time ever in a Formula 1 car, that's P16, pretty good going. and in a Red Bull as well, that's very, very suited to Verstappen and his driving style only. Oh, yeah, sure. That's very good. Hadjar then in 17th, O'Sullivan in 18th. He's in a Williams, we'll let him off. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, but we won't If you, look at, the, if you look at the time, though, he's still only 1.4 off in total. There's not much time difference between no. and um, then, them. Kevin Magnussen P19, not sure what's going on with the Haas there. And then obviously Oli Behrman. It's got to be something to do with last. But both, that's, that's got to be something to do with the car. Yeah. So, I mean, the standout there is Felipe Djokovic. We'll just finish the podcast then talking about that. Sorry, mate. We said I said yeah. a minute ago, I was like, nah, he'll never get in Formula One. But you did quite well in a Formula One yeah. car. So, big up to you, Felipe. Yeah, well done, Felipe. Should we wrap it up there then? Yes. So, next week. We'll look back on the finale. We'll see how this weekend goes. We've got yeah. Quali in starting in one minute. So quick. We'll quickly wrap this up so we can quickly watch that without like 
screaming down the microphone as anything. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for listening. Thank um, you for hope listening. you've enjoyed these two episodes we've just filmed back to back. You best We're listen to both of them. We're treating you guys. We are. Um, so yeah, next week, Abu Dhabi wrap up yep. and looking into the 2024 season. The next season. Yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, we'll see you guys then.